Warning, if you are faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. So an Italian, a Jew, and a Polak walk into a bar. <laughs> That's right. Are we, are we on? I don't know. Oh, hey. Yeah. So a Polak, uh, an Italian, and <laughs> a Jew walk into a bar. Heck, hell yeah. Welcome to the Nick Vertucci Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Nick. I'm Veronica. We got J-Boggs with us today. It's your show. I feel like I just stole the intro. You you did. And that's the first time you did an intro and it'll be the last. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm way better at that. But anyways, Jeremy, it's good to see you, buddy. (laughs) Thank you. Very nice to see you. Yeah. Veronica. It's nice Nice to see see you again. again. One thing about Jeremy is a 45 minute drive is like an act of Congress for you to get you to do it. Yeah. I literally won't do it for anything besides poker and this. So the fact that I'm here says a lot about our relationship. It's big. Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, well, for those of you that are watching, a lot of you know Jeremy. Jeremy, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but uh, I I guess the first thing that I would like to know, um, because I have an experience with with you in this, and we'll talk about uh, a particular hand soon, but tell us a little bit about how you got into poker, kind of how you went up the ranks, and uh, and then I have something to interject uh, about that. Totally, so... Yeah, I got. What are you into, up to? <laughs> <laughs> I got into poker uh, probably some point in college. We played really small games in the dorms. You know, I'm talking one dollar, two dollar, two five, whatever. And I just really fell in love with the game. This was probably in 2002, 2003, around the moneymaker time. Yeah, I just really started loving playing. We always played really small, but I I always had you know, like a love for the game. And after college, I kind of dropped it for a while, didn't play much at all. After college, when I moved to New York City, um, I started playing in some underground games. It was really, really bad when I go there. Not that I'm not still bad. But no, you're I still bad, but really, I know what you mean. Like there was a really considerable bad. difference, yeah. Yeah, I would just go play these underground Interesting games. coming from you. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Ironic. I would go play these games and yeah, just always, Liked it, but never loved it. And when I moved to California, I started playing at the other place. You can um, say it, the bike. We the talk bike. about them all the oh, time. We talk about them. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I wasn't want. sure. Sometimes Fair it's a bad enough. word on this show. We talk no. about all the live okay. streams on this show. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I would, I would mm-hmm. go to the bike. I'd play 2-5. That's where I met Ryan. And I mean, I, I've said this on the stream before, but I would lose 2,500 bucks and I would go home talking to myself in the car. Because that was like big for me back then. And it wasn't ever about the money. It was more about the competition and just I hate losing at anything. Just been super competitive. Do you think it was big for you because the money was different for you in your life? Or do you think it was big for you because you just weren't accustomed to losing money or playing for that type of money? Because you get comfortable in certain areas as you go. Which which was it? I think it was just that I wasn't comfortable losing money. Yeah. 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 And I had played like I was gambling a lot at the time, still playing blackjack and stuff, but for small. And so like when I would play poker and lose thousands, like to me at that time was like, I'm yeah. like I lost a lot. And it wasn't because of the money because I was doing already pretty well 
and life, but just like, yeah, losing just killed me. Yeah, and and you can tell <clears throat> the viewers how you got onto the show and all that, but I remember, and you can remember the hand better than me because as uh, Veronica knows, I don't remember shit, but I do remember this. <clears throat> I remember you and a hand with me at the bike and we were on stream and I think I shoved, and again, totally correct me because I don't remember the details. I think I shoved on you and you had maybe six, seven K, eight K behind you. Yeah, yeah, that's what some, I remember. Not a lot. There. Maybe 10. Maybe 10, like nothing. 10K. And I remember shoving on you, and you had a set. I found I out later. I had like a set of deuces. Deuces. And you had like a king high flush draw, and Lynn was in the hand as that's well. That's right. And she had like... Top pair? Top pair. And I just remember thinking so hard, what if I got set over set? Like, <laughs> like why would he re-raise there? Like, I just like had never faced a bet that big. And like took forever. Now Dude, I would like break my hand calling. You were in the tank. I was in the tank. For a long time. So I, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's got a lower flush draw. Maybe he's got top pair. Maybe he's got second pair. Like what's what's going on here? Because you were in the tank for a long time. And then you, I don't remember what happened to Lynn. I don't remember what position you're in. But you called. Yeah. And then I don't know if we ran it once or twice. And all I know is when you turned your hand over, I remember doing this. Because you were to my right. I went... The fuck are you doing? <laughs> you have effectively the nuts, and you're like, yeah, I just like, dude, that's just like a lot of money, and I'm like, wow, like whatever. And we were friends, but yeah, I was 100%. shocked, and so so different because today <laughs> you are on the stream, and we were just talking about it uh, on another show that you're on a stream, and you're like super Mister Tilty, which I want to talk to you about because that's like my funnest sure. funniest thing mm -hmm. about you. But now you're on the stream, and you're stuck like a thirty or forty ball, and you're like. Uh, 800, 400 straddle, 800, uh, do, do I hear 16, uh, 30, uh, 32, 32. And it's like, what happened to you? The best way to get unstuck <laughs> is to go you? up you in got, stakes. You got, yeah. You were I sweating started. a 10K shove with a set exactly. in a perfect position. And now you're like, you're like a total now DJ. I'm a madman. Yeah, um, you're a madman. So do you want me to go back of how I like became a madman? Yes. Uh, sure. Yeah. I want to know how you okay. became a madman. So yeah. So it's funny because when I was playing those two five games, you guys were still playing the big game on the floor at the bike. And it was like you and Garrett yeah. and Andy and all these guys. And they would play it on the screen and I'd watch. And I'd be like, same thing. Like, I don't know how I'm ever going to play a game like this big. Like yeah, we're playing like have 70,000 in front of him. You'd have 30, Garrett would have a hundred, whatever. Yeah. And I just think to myself like, yeah, I'll just be playing five ten or ten twenty, And like, these guys will be playing that. Yeah. And so oh, that's right. They I played it over the bar and yeah. the big TV. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly when like the switch hit where I was like, all right, I'm going to start playing big <laughs> now. But I just like that rush of playing a lot bigger. And, you know, I started doing, better in life and stuff too and yeah. just i just felt way more comfortable at the bigger stakes so i just remember yeah like that clicking in for me and then just slowly over time it became a lot less which isn't great you know like just like the losing or winning just became a lot less so just became a lot more comfortable and i would yeah. say in the last couple years even it's become way way more comfortable to the point where Maybe you too know, comfortable? I'm just kidding. No, not too comfortable, but like, yeah, I feel very comfortable playing like 100, 200. And totally. I feel like I'm totally in my element. I feel like, actually like the perfect game for me is probably like 50, 100, 200 or something. I, when it gets to be like one, two, four or one, two, four, eight, like 
that's like slightly too big for me. Well, you know what I was telling Veronica earlier is <clears throat> it's probably not, I don't know if it's too big for you. You know, if I was going to play 200, 400 on a regular basis and I could assure myself a seat every Friday, then that's one thing. But for me to go play 248, 24816, and I can only get in a game like that, you know, because there's so much demand for the Friday game and I lose 150. What do I do? I go back right, into the fucking Tuesday game, in the ante game and win 15 a pop, you know? Right. So it's like <clears throat> me, I actually somewhat even avoid that now. And, and, and to be honest, our games are funner. Like on they a are. Tuesday or Thursday, they're so much more fun than sitting there on a Friday as far as uh, talking and dynamics. So I'll definitely agree with that. But I also really love the challenge of a Friday game. Yeah. Like people will be like, well, why do you want to play with Garrett and Andy? I'm like, because I want to get better. That's good. Like, yeah. You know, like I, not saying anything about the people on Tuesday, but like the, the Friday games usually tougher. I'll play with anybody. Like I love the challenge. Same. I, I just love it. And especially against the best because my goal is always to get better. So I'm curious because I asked this uh, of Garrett, mm -hmm. when, when, uh, when did it change? Like what was the dynamic or the variable that changed in your life that made you be able to play bigger? Was it that you just acquired more money doing other things or did you start studying or what was it? So I definitely acquired more money from my business, which I work in the music business. So that has definitely been very fruitful for me. Um, but I really became like a student of the game too. I watch like every poker stream. I watch back the show always. I watch every poker after dark high stakes stream. Like I'm obsessed with poker. Do you so like, do you do you study your opponents then? Do you watch what they're doing and yeah, rewatch like your I'm, hands? I'm watching. I'm watching that. I I don't like. I don't know. I went, I don't wouldn't say I study my opponents, but I mm -hmm. watch back the hands and I, I look for tendencies and look for. I can pick up anything live yeah for sure and just like yeah I'm just just funny like my fiance will hear she'll like yell at me in the morning it'll be like 5 a.m. and she'll hear chip shuffling because I'm watching the streams like early like when I wake up every day so I just love it I like can't get enough of it if I could play three four times a week I would but my job just like doesn't allow me to do that so I usually play Tuesdays because that's the most fun game honestly and you can still win 30 40 50 a hundred. I you saw sure? Mike. Mike won a hundred k the other day. He was like, running hot as yeah. It's hell. crazy. Like mm -hmm. there's not really many five five games where you can win a hundred k. So it's yeah. Uh, well, we, it's a hundred bringing right. So yeah. So it's not really a five five. It plays yeah, more we, like we we were talking about that. It's a big game. Huge. It's a big game. Even without the straddle, it's a big game. Of course. So yeah. what do you what do you think about um an uh basically an uncapped straddle you guys can straddle whatever you want what do you think about a large straddle versus a smaller straddle in that game because uh, we were we were basically what uh, to give you some backstory we were talking sure. about the economics of the game and there are some players that come in with a capped amount and then mm -hmm. players like you want to play bigger and then is it fair to the players who can't afford you i mean that's totally. basically what it is can't afford like an 800 dollars straddle of course so I totally get it, and I especially get it for Nick and Ryan who are trying to preserve a show where a player pool, you know, where they keep a constant player pool. Because people lose enough money to stop playing. Right. They go to the poker hospital, you know. Right. So, I mean, I, I love, um, you know, I like to play bigger, especially when I'm stuck. Um, <laughs> I Nick, mentioned Nick that. Nick knows that. Um, you know, that's the way to get unstuck, right? Or get stuck heaps. So one I, uh, of those two. I would 100% agree with that. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> uh, 
Chris, who I love playing with, Ludacris, he always says that when me and him are stuck a ton, we go to like this euphoric place. It's like beyond the place of being tilted. It's like literally like I'm laughing, putting on like the 800. I think Nick's seen me do that plenty. So um, well, there's two places I think we go, and I, I'm a little bit degen. I mean, you're more degen. You have more money than me. <laughs> but like, you go up in stakes, or you go to the strip club and blow the rest of your cash, <laughs> cash that you have with you that night. I mean, and then sorry, we'll go up in stakes. True. true. Um, <laughs> the funny part about me is though, and a lot of my friends could could you know say this was true is like I'll go to the encore and play dollar two dollar in the morning in the early Black, uh, like poker literally poker this was like <laughs> so maybe you a year love ago the game. this is like a year ago though but i don't you think have i could to do it love anymore the game to but play i one loved two. it enough to play like one two with my coffee in the morning 10 20 in like the early afternoon and then go play like 100 200 at aria in like a private game like that's how much i loved poker like i play like one dollar two dollar plo and like, oh, I love one dollar, like, two dollar PLO. Yeah, oh, PLO is fun <laughs> altogether. But you know what I mean? Like, that's just how much I loved it. So it's not. I think it'd be hard now. I'm not gonna lie. I, last time I went to Vegas, I played like a ten twenty game, and it was fucking torture because it was ten twenty at the Bellagio with like eight nitty pros, and I can't think of anything worse in poker, and that's worse for poker. And eight guys with their headphones on, like taking like to talk. a minute between every yeah. decision. It was actually like I had to get Yeah, up. it's like being in hell. And hell. Uh, yeah, which we'll talk about the other hell we have, which yeah, is exactly. which is ten six off in the salmon yeah. and vegetables. We were talking one night, we were he was card dead, he was sitting next to me. And he was card dead and card dead and he was stuck and he was just like it, it, we'll talk about his tilting. He's he's my favorite player, <clears throat> winning or losing. If he's winning, he's a fucking blast. We're friends. <laughs> we talk. We tell jokes. I understand what his looks, what they mean. I enjoy being at a table with Jeremy. When he's losing, he's my favorite player because he is Larry David from <laughs> from Curb My Enthusiasm. <clears throat> he is a grumpy uh, Jewish man, and he True. he tilts like you can't believe. And his wine game is above like none and i'll tell Wine you this. as in whining or you bring canis no, to the game like whining no, like whining like a baby like whining like a and i'll tell you baby, yeah. and he uh, uh let me tell you this so during covid we we would play on the poker app for hours every day 365 days i mean we were just playing every single day and Jeremy was the most entertaining person on the app because <laughs> he would, you have the ability to type a message or leave a voice message that everyone playing can hear. I was utilizing both at Yeah, all so times. Jeremy's <laughs> typing and talking. Can't, I can't do his voice, but can you believe this? I can't, oh my God, I, I, if I run any worse, this is, I'm gonna, rah, rah. and so like he'd get stuck, <laughs> and even then he'd only get stuck like maybe five or 10K or something, which he maybe was even more, you know, bigger at the time, I don't know, but he would be like, I, I'm fuck this, and he would disappear from the screen, and he'd leave, and then someone would else I rage pop in. Quit. <clears throat> yeah, then he would just go like whatever, walk his dog or I'd do say whatever. I'm never playing again. Yeah. I'd rage he'd quit, go, and I just... I'd, I'd rebuy before the thing like would allow you to even be out. <laughs> so I would like, swear I'd never playing this play bullshit. Again. It's rigged. I'm talking whatever, and then he would snap leave, and then it would time out, and then all of a sudden he'd pop back up because he changed his or, mind, or, or someone would <laughs> sit. I I text Ryan on the side I go get that fucking person up I want to play he goes but you just said you're never playing again I go 
Can you get him up? He goes, no problem. Let me ask him. <laughs> and then I'm Ryan, sure he had to talk Ryan, to every single <clears throat> Nick, could you get up? And then Ryan would text me, and somebody would sit down that he can't like make it up, and he'd yeah, go, So he'd find he'd someone go, with like a 10% uh, VPIP Jeremy, to ask to get Jeremy. up for me, so I could blast off you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy like wants a seat back. Do you mind getting up? I'm like, yeah, I'll get up. What the fuck's the problem? Why does he snap, you just quit, tell him to take time. a break and like think about it? I don't have to get up. So you're the tenth, the tenth seat whale, right? If the game is nine handed, you oh, walk yeah. up to the table. The they go and get a tenth seat for you. I is that so. who you are? I think <laughs> so. Uh, this is the last one. So you might want to tell this story. Uh, I think it'll be better coming from you. But Jeremy ripped his shirt down the middle while oh, he was yeah. playing on the oh, app at home. Oh, that was Jeremy. Oh yeah, I did. So why don't do you that. talk about that? I heard the story. You no, know, I was just running so bad on the app and playing bad, by the way. I'm uh, glad you said that. I, I, so over quarantine, I really took a look at myself and realized how bad I was playing in poker. Um, so that that didn't help at all. But I was just, I was running bad, playing bad, losing. And just one night, I couldn't take it anymore. I was playing the app and my fiance was walking by. I literally like, I don't remember the exact hand, but got cooler and just took my shirt and just ripped it down the middle in front of her like the Incredible Hulk and she just looked at me like with the most disgusted look on her face like you gotta get off that stupid fucking thing and I was just like it's not stupid okay like, it's what we do every day blah 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 and I'm just like what am I doing like I have I'm not getting enjoyment out of this anymore I'm losing like I'm just like why am I spending hours a day and I actually did take a long break it's funny. I called Mike Matisau, okay? Of he all had people. become a friend of all people. And I said to him, I said, I'm tilting all the time on this app. Like, what do I do? And literally, we would have like hour long conversations. Oh, he loves it. to talk. And he would tell you, uh, you know, he would give me his Mike Matisau advice, which yeah, is look, what was the definitely best? sound. Um, what was the best Mike Matisau <laughs> advice you got? I don't know. He had all the answers, like, you of know, course, of, yeah. of what to do. You know, you gotta have a stop loss, and you gotta. When you're winning, you leave early, and when you're losing, you play forever, and all these things that are definitely true that I've tried really hard to employ in my game. One of them is I snap leave after the stream now, and because of Nick, Nick always leaves after the stream, no matter how good or bad the game is. I pretty much have stuck to it, leaving after the stream, win or lose. Sometimes if I'm super stuck, I'll stay and do crazy shit and flip and do whatever, play heads up till the sun comes up. But most of the time I leave because I've just realized poker is one long marathon. It's not individual sessions. Yeah. So I really have tried to stick to that and it's really helped me become more of a winning player that way. So what's the most degen thing you've done in poker? Oh, come God. on. Jeez. Oh man, <laughs> uh, most degen thing. Well, I was telling a story. I think I, I told. I might have told Nick this story. So I was playing in a 100, 200, 400, 800, just a stratospheric game for me at the Aria, and I was stuck crazy. Like, was it just, this summer? Just, yeah. Let's just not say the number for. No, the let's sake say of it. Stream. Let's do it. It was it was six six figures. Yeah, it was yeah. just not good. One eighty. Uh -huh. So it was just bad. So. I'm, I'm down a ton and I borrowed money from a few people at the table. My credit's immaculate, so they snap, give it to me. I always pay back instantly. So Alan Keating's in the game. So I say, Alan, like, can I borrow money? He says, I'm not gonna, he goes, well, you can either have 10,000 free dollars to spin up or I'll let you borrow money. 
So I'm thinking ten thousand free dollars. Like, I mean, That's I can ask crazy. him if I lose this, I'll just ask him to borrow after anyway. So <laughs> I'll take the ten thousand. So he gives me ten thousand. The game's 100, 200, 400, 800. I have 10 big blinds. Right. So I literally have ace, deuce, off, suit the first hand. I get call in. I get called. I double up. I have 20K or whatever. Next hand, I have pocket sevens. All in for 20K. Get called by Hanks and Keating. They check it down the whole way. I'm like, just no fucking way I can win. They're like playing tournament style, like eliminate me. It holds up three ways. I have like 60K now after three minutes. And then I win a humongous pot. I turned 10K to 150 in eight to 10 minutes. Or Did something. you give the 10K Easy back? Easy game. So I gave the 10K back. Then Keating, I don't know if he wants me to tell all this stuff, but whatever. Do it. He, he's like, Baccarat time? I'm like, yeah, why not? Obviously. I'm stuck, I'm stuck <laughs> keep, sure. We go play. For me in Baccarat, like a big bet is like, you know, two or three K, five K sometimes when I'm winning and stuff. Keating starts betting. He bets table max every hand, and he's betting banker every hand. I like to like look at it and you know do my superstitious stuff and look at the board, even though it doesn't matter. So Keating's betting table max, so I start betting like ten, and eventually I start betting table max with Keating. <laughs> and he and what's is table max? Twenty. Woo! So I'm like literally like my heart's like like beating fast because I've never bet that much and I don't like it really but I'm trying to get unstuck. Make a long story short, I go up and down and up and down, end up losing like 30 or 40 there and go home for the night. But it was a wild night and Keating's a fucking animal. Well, on, on that note, <laughs> we were just at the WSOP and literally every meal I ate was free because I ate with you <laughs> and because it's all comped. And my experience with Jeremy was we... I don't know, went to dinner, did something, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to go play some Bach. And I'm like, he goes, you want to go? And I don't like table games. I, I don't like Baccarat. I don't want to play crap. It's not my thing. So <clears throat> I go with him, and I've never played a hand of Baccarat in my life, so I don't even know what it, how you do it. So I go sit down next to Jeremy, <laughs> and what I learned that day, which any Baccarat player knows, is you can bend the cards and break them. Did you know that? Which no, because I don't play the okay, it's, board was game. so tilted by it. Well, goes, Jeremy's, what, what are you doing bending those cards? First hand, he's pinching this card, and he's putting a crease you know, in it. Like, the card's ruined. It, because you want to... Do you get a when, new deck every time? Well, they, Yeah, they throw, They keep they replacing like, cards. Like, yeah, they, like, put a rubber band around those, and I think they, like, punch holes in them and, like, sell them in the gift shop or something. But basically, yeah, the reason why people love Baccarat so much is you sweat the sides, so you hold the numbers down on the sides and you can peel the card and if it's two sides it's a four or a five it's a, if it's three sides right. it's a six seven eight so nick didn't understand why i was doing it but it's that's like the whole fun of the game so nick just kept going what are you doing that for you're messing up the cards i'm like, like dude why are you breaking Hustler the cards you alive don't worry <laughs> and i go and i go to the floor man who's standing there i go no first i go why i go why are you letting them do that and he goes because if we don't somebody else will and i'm like oh Exactly. What's that mean? And <laughs> it's just like, it was so my OCD and my, like, I just don't like the waste thing. And it's just so tilting that they would break cards and then they would just throw them down in this hole and be done with that card. <laughs> 
And he was degening out like 2,000, 4,000, 6,000, 5,000, whatever. And I just watched this bizarre concept <laughs> of fucking the stupidest game ever. Yeah, sure. yeah, we won. I didn't win, but I was there like I pinching mean, we, with you like, by the you end. Know, I'm like, we were I'm pinching cards. I'm breaking cards. I'm like, it's three-sided, you know, like the whole thing. And it, and it actually was fun. But they they love them there. And like then we leave and we go to the like whatever restaurant and spend like 2200 And it was like, and they just pay it because he's such a, you know, DJ. Yeah. My friend Danny Fuse says, you're such a will. They send two limousines, one in case the first one gets lost. So, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> it breaks down on the way to the casino. Yeah so, yeah. yeah. so you went to the World Series of Poker. Did you play all the tournaments or you play mostly cash? What'd you do? Uh, I played a few tournaments. Um, Were you disappointed ones? this year? <laughs> I was very disappointed. I played the main, uh, lost on day one this year, which was very disappointing. Last year, the one that they had in like October, the year before, uh, I made day five, which was really wow. fun. Super sweat. Like the morning of day five, I was like talking to myself in the shower. I'm like, you can win this thing. Like there's <laughs> there's 200, there's 300 players left. Like you can actually see all the players that are left. Like there's a certain feeling of excitement to me for the main and honestly, same thing. Like if I made the final table or something, would it change my life so significantly? I don't think so. Like I'd still live the same life. I'd still wake up, do the same job, but just like the prestige to me of like the bracelet. Yeah. The bracelet. And just like making the final table, the main, the just like the circus atmosphere that's around it. Like I love it, you know? So like my goal in poker is to go far in that tournament. I love I love other some other tournaments that are like big, like where there's big guarantees, but like I can't play like the ones that have like a hundred K like guarantee. It just like doesn't get me excited enough. And now that I'm playing much bigger stakes, it's like I can win in an hour what I could win if I won third in like a five day tournament. So you know? does the the money has to mean something to you when you're playing? It's not just I think, it, I think so. I mean just, like yeah, I mean, I know it contradicts a little bit the fact that the I said one, I love two. poker so much, yeah. but I mean, I do think it has to mean a little something to you or the prestige of it has to mean something to you. And we were there in June and we were playing, you remember, we were playing yeah. cash games and different things and I'm playing, I think at Bobby's room, you were there yeah. and Jeremy's like, hey... Let's just go play the six hundred dollar fucking six max. I don't know whatever it was, right? Was it six max, or maybe it wasn't. No, it was, it was a six hundred dollar something. But it was like a big, huge guarantee. Yeah, that yeah. one. And I'm it was like, like the millionaire. Maker, I'm like, one of I those. don't know, Jeremy. Like six hundred, like fuck. And he's like, come on, we'll just you know take reps. So because I don't play tournaments, and, and he's like, you know, you, get, played, yeah. you, pra you, you know, practice, and we're gonna play the main soon. And like, I'm like, all right, whatever, right? So I go sit down in in this six hundred dollar buy in. It was the biggest torture. Like nobody was talking. It was like so serious. And I'm like sitting there and I'm so, su like I'm totally getting monkey tilted that I'm just sitting in this game. And then here comes Jeremy with his backpack. I got knocked out. I'm like, no, where are you going? Take me with you. You're going to go eat? Like, where are you going? And I had to sit there and grind that thing. And it thing. was hot. There was like no air conditioning. There, there was no AC for weeks. So The awful. Euros were taking one minute to fold pre-flop under the so. gun. I was just like, this is crazy. I'm seeing 10 hands an hour in some of these tournaments. That's a problem. I almost got up and followed him out. And just left my chips there because I was like, fine. what are we going to go do? Could have got a good meal or something, <laughs> yeah. you know? But I sat there and yeah, and that's the thing about the tourney grind. 
if I, I will play more tournaments, but I would love to play like, I was going to play like the 25K heads up this year. Like, I just think that would be so fun to play against like, I don't know. Not that it'd be fun to play like Steven Chidwick and those guys, but like to just act really quick and to do all the things that I hate that they're doing in poker and you, and play that way against them though. You know, like I just, I think there needs to be a shot clock in every game pretty much. Like it's just yeah. like those tournaments, especially when it gets to be like heads up and they're taking, you know, like the famous, like what's his name? What's yeah. The, he had the hoodie on. The hoodie he on. was he looked, tanking every hand. They both have their And it was televised. It was so tilting yeah, to it's watch. It's so bad for poker. Yeah. Like, I agree. We have a shot clock on the big game on, on Friday. I mean, we should probably have one on the Tuesday game probably, but yeah. I think it, that game is such a fun atmosphere and people don't abuse it enough for it to be a thing. So it's probably fine. But just like I love that there's a shot clock and like you have to make decisions quickly. I sometimes hate it on Fridays because I actually need those five time chips. Well, you Friday. know what? Back in the old days, the guys like Antonio and Phil Locke and you could, we, I can name a million of them, men, the master, all these guys. When they play tournaments and we saw them at final tables and we saw all these people, Matisau and whoever – they were old school. They talked. Even Phil, when he had his Unabomber thing, but he still was crazy, and he he right. you know had gimmicks. And and just to your point, now they're just sitting there and they're just running these boring solvers in their head, and they got their quiet, and they make sure their hand moves exactly at the same pace. And it's just like, how do you watch that? Like, how do you watch you it? Don't. It's so boring. Can't I mean, Jamie Gold, when really he became the, the bracelet winner, that was the best final table and the best Amazing. champion ever, even though maybe he, you could say whatever you want about him, but that was just big time entertainment. Of course. Well, you know, we've, like, I we talk about this all the time. We've gone away from the characters within poker and the fun parts of yeah. poker. And poker's a mathematical game, of course. And I course. like where it's gone. And I like that they're smarter about it and, and running solvers. But God, it's painful to watch. And it's also painful. The, the other side of it is painful. Like, you don't need to tank for two minutes before you fold under the gun in a tournament. Well, you do have to be consistent so you don't give away any oh, information. Oh, it's so annoying. Yeah. I, I was, everybody was complaining about it. Yeah, but. yeah. That's pretty, That that's the brutal part of tournament poker to me. It's funny, uh, Garrett on the stream the other day told Espen, I saw, he was like playing the cash game. He's like, you know, you like, you don't have to tank here in a tournament. This is a cash <laughs> game. You don't have to tank. Oh, that's, all good. that super tilts he Garrett asked, when you slow, yeah. Nobody <laughs> actually told him and yeah. he didn't tank. Yeah. Because they're all capable of it. They're all amazing players. Yeah, it's like just so used, they, he's so used to doing that. They all know what they're going to do within the first five seconds like we do, but they just decide to take 30 totally. seconds well, and, and sit like this. Like, there's just no difference, but, like, you're right. I guess they might give a tiny bit away or something, but... I mean, I just think so they annoying. play so much faster. Can you imagine yeah. the European poker tour? Ten hands uh, an hour. Yeah. That's oh, what everyone no. gets. Yeah. All hands on the shoulders. Everyone's it's got brutal. a hoodie on. It's really I was at, I told this maybe story already once on the one of the pods, but I was, uh, I was at the Bellagio one time playing 2040, and we had one euro sitting at the table. There might have been more, but one that was extremely, extremely tilting. And every single decision he made, doesn't matter if it was for $1, $2, 20 million, he would do the same thing. And our game was going so slow. And I finally just went like, there was like people saying it, there was comments, there was whatever. And then right. finally, like he was sitting there on like a $80, $80 decision. And I went, listen, 
I don't know how all of else of you. I don't know how we you feel, but I'm going to tell you how I feel. How about we snap all eight of us and get up? Right. Why don't we get mm-hmm. up and then you can just sit there and make your decision, and then we can go back on the board right. and play a new game. And he was like, oh, and everyone then everyone's like, yeah, man, like <laughs> I can't sit here like this, like this. Come on, make a decision. Like if you got a big, de- and then everyone just like attacked, <laughs> and he started playing a little bit faster. But it's so tilting. I agree. So I bad. leave people alone if it's like an all in and it's for all their chips and they got to think. Yeah, Take I, five I don't, minutes. Yeah, See, I don't say anything. There's the reverse but. in our in our game. Like everyone's super respectful. Yes, it's like a home game atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I will never if it's an all in or something. I never. I'm gonna be right. like no clock ever. And in fact, it frustrates me when players say that when I'm all in and I have an amazing hand and someone's like trying to hurry up the person making a decision. I'm like, no, he's going to call. Like, that happened to you recently. Alone. I remember it's that. It's happened a few times. And I'm just like, guys, like if Stay someone's all it. in for 25K and someone's making a decision, like that person should have time to well, think. Well, because they might decision. rush him to fold because now exactly. he feels pressure. And that right. did happen yeah, to I you. just like fold because like everyone's yelling at me. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So three questions. And if you don't remember them uh, for Veronica and I, and then you can do them in any order. Uh, how do you feel? What, what, part of your game has improved the most and why and being on the live streams and hustler casino specifically how has that changed things for you in poker good or bad so if you can't remember and then who are the toughest players that you play against so and why? we'll give you a sheet with a hundred questions memorize them <laughs> well and fucking answer now or you fail of, because these things kind of go together just give them one at they, a time okay so give me the- <laughs> okay okay so the first one how has your game improved and why what's what's improved in your game that you feel has improved and make you a better player that was a really big leak for you. How about that? We'll start there. Okay. Um, I think there's a few things. I've gotten a lot more comfortable with the stakes. Yeah. So I'm able to play like a variety of more hands that I that I wouldn't have used to play. I used to play very tight and passive, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've opened up my game a lot and willing to three bet and four bet light and bluff and do things that I was... You know, I was pretty ABC before. I think I played pretty face up. And now I think my game has become a lot more aggressive. Um, You know, I'm willing to put a lot of money into pots, put people in difficult spots. Um, And yeah, I think that's a really big part of somebody becoming better at poker. Yeah, I would agree. and, and, And that's the reason why I think a Garrett or somebody is so tough is that he's always putting you in very difficult spots over betting, you know, sizings a lot of different things like that in which i was just doing so wrong like my sizings were all wrong my right setting up bets and how much i had behind and spr all the all the boring stuff like it is what i i didn't have a clue about so now that i'm learning more about it like i think it's made me more effective i would agree i would so. agree okay and then being on hustler casino the pros and cons what do you love or hate about it the most is we we'll go from there Totally. Um, I love the stream. Um, a, it gives me something to do once a week, which I really love to come and just see all the people. I made so many friends there, yeah. like legitimate, like family atmosphere. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like it's just like to me, it's the best stream out there. And I'm not just saying that, like it, the production quality is the best. You guys have put together a great show. You get all the biggest names to come. Um, you know, if I want to battle on a Tuesday, I know what I'm getting. If I want to come on a Friday and buy in deep and play for heaps, like then I can come do that, which is awesome. And the show is actually hilarious because like I've told you this, but 
I people stop me all the time yeah. for the show. Like I'll be I'll be with my fiance at Trader Joe's and a, a, like an Armenian guy will come up to me and be like, "Hello, uh, J Books, is that is that you?" And I'm like, "Is that you?" I'm like, "Is that you?" I'm like, what, "What's up?" I get scared sometimes. I'm like, they go, "J Books or Jeremy?" They Jeremy, and I'm like, "Yeah," because uh, I don't know these people. And they're like, "Oh, I love watching you play on Hustler Casino Live. Oh my God, the hand against Ludacris that you had, or blah blah." I'm like, "This is crazy." Yeah, like it's, it's crazy. I'm like the an reach that it celebrity. has. Yeah, I mean, you're athletes. number one in Armenian <laughs> community. One. I am, yes, I am top hundred in Armenian <laughs> world. Um, Polish people too, number one. You <laughs> exactly. are an old Polish woman came up to me. I no swear to God, way. and my fiance is Polish. She, I lost my husband, and I watched the show. And you're one of my favorite personalities on the show. And yeah, it's just cool. Yeah, like it's cool to be able to. Yeah, you know, and you get attacked at the WSOP. It's one person after another, right? WSOP went when I was there with you. So many people. That one guy gave us like the cheat code so we could buy in That's early. That's right. And That's right. We, I forget his name, but he was really nice. Yeah, he was a cool, dude. He Cody, he Mark, came up to us John. and he was like, <laughs> "Hey, Nick, Jeremy, Hustler Casino Live, yeah." And we were ready to stand in this long line. He goes. Come with me, Mitch. I think his Mitch, name might yeah. have been Mitch. He goes, "Come with me." Yeah, and we're like, literally, we this guy to, to like Shout a no line, yeah, yeah, a no line area where we just like signed up. We're like, "Whoa!" You didn't do it online, Mitch. What's oh, up? No, you didn't do it online. No. I know. Nick How, you doesn't know how to turn a computer. I know. On. I know. Trust me. me. <laughs> I know. We have this conversation. He's a whiteboard guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whiteboard. Yeah. No, I did it all online. That's why I I registered for way too many tournaments. You're way too prepared. We get there. Like, where do we where do we go again? Someone get me my money. Us to places. Yeah, it was and, cool. Yeah, but we, but but the show has been great, and yeah, I just can't say it enough. Like what they've done for like the poker community. And um, one of the questions all the players ask, or all the viewers ask, they wanted me to ask Garrett. I asked Ronnie. We're going to ask Andy. Who's the toughest players you play against, and why? And what's your biggest challenge when you're playing against a particular player or player type or whatever? Answer any way you want. So I'd say one of them, which is funny because I think he's one of the easier players for you to play against is Ludacris. Yeah. Um, and I know you have respect for like his game and stuff, but he's Ludacris is kind of like the Tuesday version of Garrett. If you, if I'm going to be honest, I like you know? Tuesday he's, Garrett. He's yeah. Tuesday Garrett. You know, he's, he, he's always three betting and four betting. And you know, when he's running hot and the card distribution's going his way, he's right. very tough to play against. Very tough. Um, you know, uh, Garrett obviously is one. You know, I, I actually really love playing against Garrett. Um, I like to see what he does in hands. I like to go back and look. I think he's, you know, just one of the toughest deep stack, no limit players around. I know people always say, oh, well, if Garrett had to play against you know, eight other pros, like, and I, I know you asked him that question, you know, I think it's what Garrett said. If Garrett had to prepare to play against eight other pros every day and study and that and look at their games, like, I think he would do just fine. Like I, his game I would hate, be vastly different, but he yeah, would, be, would be, able be able to do different. it for he sure. Wouldn't be able to be three and four betting the way he does now to players and stuff probably, mm-hmm. but yeah. like he's a very, very good poker player and I'm, I'm sure he would adjust his game he makes a lot of in-game adjustments too. Totally. Um, so I think he would be fine. Andy obviously is a great player. You know, all the guys. You know, Nick has gotten so much better. Honestly, um, 
You know, I know he was the fish of the other game. Yeah, the whale, was, I, they built wanna, a game around. You don't have to kiss him. his ass just because you're on this show. Just I'm tell really him the being, truth. I am being honest. <laughs> I mean, I was the fish crying out loud. I am being honest. I will say this: he plays a tight game. He's I, tight. He's tight aggressive. A tight aggressive player. He is. I've seen um, those folds. Don't worry. Yeah, no, he is. But he's definitely adapted his game and gotten much better. And. He's tough to play against. It's funny. We always seem to sit next to each other on the show, whether I have position on him or he has position on me. And I always feel like, is he just like bullying me by three betting all the time? But then I look back at the hands and he has it. So a lot of the times, but he does a good job mixing it up. So there's, yeah, there's definitely some tough players that, you know, I enjoy competing against. And like, like I said, like a ludicrous, so fun to play against though. Like he really puts me in tough spots. He's a challenge. And to your point that what you said earlier, like, and I was the mark at the other place and I played there for two or three years. And you just said this, you said, I love playing against good players. I love this. That makes me better. Literally. I would never give up that experience for those few years and for anything, because it opened my eyes to what I didn't know about poker, even though I was running businesses and I wasn't taking it serious, but it opened my eyes and it got me to a point where it gave me so much table experience with the best that it literally changed my game. I mean, and, and of course I've had the study and I've had the work, but like that, that education was the most valuable poker education I ever got because then I would watch the hands back and go, I don't even know what level this is. And sure. I want it. And then I'm going to, I'm going to try to do some of that. Tell, I'll <laughs> tell you one thing that's kind of funny. I remember a hand, not exactly how, how it went exactly, but we were at live at the bike and it mm-hmm. was Garrett versus Andy mm-hmm. and the hands were ACE 10 offsuit and pocket deuces. And I don't know if you remember this hand, but no. they end up playing like a, 100 plus K pot with those two hands and neither of them improved. Garrett had ace high and Andy had deuces. And I just thought to myself like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, what is going on? It was like a fucking great game. It was, no, it was like a five bet pot pre. I'm like, he's got a set, he's got a straight. And then they turn the hands over. Andy like checked back the river with deuces. You can ask him about it. He He might not even remember the hand. Yeah. And I just thought to myself like, these guys are on a different level and I'm playing right now. Yeah. Like I need to reevaluate yeah. everything. Yeah. And I think I have, but that's yeah. like, yeah, that was an interesting spot. And he's got another level of insanity. The bluff that he couldn't pull off this past week was amazing. It but, was amazing. Uh, have, have it you, didn't work, but it was it amazing. It didn't work, but like, God, the kahunas you have to have. Is exactly. It, have, do you, uh, have you been changing your bluff ranges against these guys? I have. I had a bluff recently. They made a video out of, um, I had seven high against Johnny the other day. Oh, that's um, right. You were playing in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just been, I've just been mixing it up. Um, I think it's all part of what I told you of just trying to be more balanced, you know, try to take advantage of the image that people think that I have. And, you know, it's funny, like one of my friends, Nick Airball, you know, everyone always tells him like, Oh, like Jeremy never bluffs. Like, why would you pay Jeremy off? He's such a nit and stuff like that. And it's just pretty funny to me because it's funny the perception seen. some people have of some people that isn't even accurate. Exactly. Like it's, but some poker players get like that. They have a fine. certain feel. Uh, it's fine if they all think I'm a nit. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, it, good. it is good. It's, it's good. And <laughs> so tell, tell us what you do for a living. Like, because so, like I know, but not everyone. Is that knows where your me. name's from? From what you do for a living? No, just everyone in my family is Bugs. I'm Jay Bugs. My brother's Ben Bugs. 
moms and bugs. Dad's <laughs> so D-Bugs. Oh my God, totes bugs, adorbs. The Bugs family. Um, I work in music. I manage songwriters and producers. Now I'll, I can kind of break it down a little more because I always say that and people don't really know what it means. Yeah, break it but, down. Yeah, so I'm, I started a company about 12 years ago um, where we manage songwriters and producers. We manage about 14 or 15 active songwriters and producers. And my job ranges from everything from their schedule to pitching their songs to speaking to A&Rs about their songs to trying to you know place records with major label artists. Um, and it's been super fun. It's stressful at times. I'm also... You know, you're like a guidance counselor as well. You're dealing with creatives all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, sorry. You no, I was going to ask you one. who your most famous client is. So I don't know if you know my actual most famous clients, but like you'd know the songs and people they'd worked with. So we've done everyone from Maroon 5 and Justin Bieber and Sean Mendez. I mean, and everyone knows and, those people. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and my, my brother also works in the business and he's a producer and a songwriter, his name is Benny Blanco. Um, he's also doing an artist project now. Um, he just had a song come out featuring BTS and Snoop Dogg. So it's just fun. Like, I think I've seen it on, like previews of it on TikTok. Maybe, yeah. how, would you, how would you position Benny Blanco if you were to explain him the actual how the reach he has in this business, how much he's done and like brag on him for a minute so people could actually understand because he's he is more behind the scenes people in the industry know him because he's huge but right. like explain that to us so he started off as a producer solely um producing for other people so he had songs with rihanna and maroon five and Katy perry i kissed a girl when you said he had songs with them he did he what produced he produced them, them. he okay. produced the music okay um and helped write them right um and from there he's really I mean, my brother, not just because he's my brother, but just is an incredible human and an incredible worker. I mean, the kid is like 34 years old and he's had, I don't know, 14 or 15 number one songs. Um, he was, he's like the five time BMI songwriter of the year, which they give out. BMI is one of the songwriting societies. They give out this award, which would be like player of the year in poker, mm-hmm. but they're giving it out to the best producer songwriter. Um, and he's won that five times. Um, he's just like a, a very impressive guy. And then now he's he's turned to television. He's on a show called Dave, um, which is about a, a rapper named Little Dicky who we're friends with. Um, it's on FX, pretty funny show. Benny's in that. He's you know he's writing a cookbook. He's yeah. He, he's just like he's kind of all over the place. So his his reach, I would say now is really cool and he's working a lot on his artist project now so he's his next single is him featuring justin bieber um him and justin are really close friends and it's just been cool to see him grow in the business and yeah we work a lot together i don't manage him but we're best friends and yeah, it's just been really cool. Yeah, to see he him. played on our uh, poker app a lot. I'd see Benny <laughs> pop in there, and he would yeah. use the voice thing. And literally, you two have the same voice. Exactly. You sound exactly my, the same. My dad as well. So, like growing up, like my dad could answer the phone and pretend to be me. Yeah. Like, oh, where are we going tonight? And I'd be like, Dad, get off the phone. So him, <laughs> me, and my brother all sound like we all have this like Kermit the Frog voice. That <laughs> yeah, you guys sound identical. Like so yeah, yeah. You know, with the story I want to hear, Veronica will love this story. 
Tell the story about your fiance at the hamburger eating contest. Oh my god! Please tell it in its totality. <laughs> She's gonna fucking kill me. <clears throat> Do it. She's gonna say, "Kurva mach, sote movies." Do it. All right. So there's this thing called Hamburger Fest while we're living in New York, and I'm like, what, "What's Hamburger Fest?" And, and you know, it's, so we go to this bar, and my friend tells me, "He's like, well, you know." Basically, it's just everyone's going to be eating hamburgers and stuff, but there's this competition. And the winner gets, I think it was 100 bucks. Whoever can eat two hamburgers the fastest. And I look at my fiance, Abby, I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like, I don't want to ruin my day. And she goes, oh, I'm, I'm going to try it. And I'm like, <laughs> Your really, why? And she's like, no, I'm going to do it. And I'm like drinking and having fun. I'm like, all right, when is it? I'm like, oh, it's in a few hours. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to drink and have fun. She literally is like, I'm not drinking. I got to get ready for the competition. <laughs> and she's, my fiance is like literally just a badass. She's just fucking nuts. Like she went to study Muay Thai in, in Thailand just on a whim. Like she's like that type of person. So <laughs> this, this hamburger competition. So she's like watching YouTube videos in the bar on how to eat hamburgers the fastest. Like dip them in water and go crazy, blah, blah, blah. So... The competition's like about to start and like these big guys come in. There's this one, everyone's like 300 pounds. There's like three or four guys. And this one guy comes in and they're all like, oh, there he is. There's the champ. And I'm like, okay, big, there's the hamburger champ. Everybody is, uh, you know, like his name's Rome or something. So He's big in the hamburger big, community. Big shout out to Rome. Yeah. So he comes there and everyone's like, oh, like, you know, there's Rome. Evie, I, my fiance, like she has this look on her face, like the eye of the tiger. She's just like, she's like, she's like jamming. I'm like, she doesn't oh, care. Fuck. Like she's in on this. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they give everybody their hamburgers and the guy like starts to stop the stopwatch. I am telling you, she eats the hamburgers faster than all of them by a minute. Like she's done and there's hamburgers she's little dipping pieces. she's dipping there's burgers flying like like little pieces of meat flying i'm standing like five feet behind and i am just like disgusted <laughs> I, am just, I am just like i'm just watching it like it's that? a movie i'm like who is that I, i've never seen this before and it's just in slow motion to me like her just you know eating it, eating it down and she just fucking smoke shows these guys like, i mean like and, and everyone stops for a second. They're like, damn, like, Rome, you got fucked up. This guy <laughs> literally left. He, yeah, like, he put was his crushed. tail between his legs. That was, his, that that was, was his the thing. only thing he had That was had the thing he had life. to hold on to. And I took a video of it. I swear, I, it might be on my phone somewhere, but I watched it back afterward, and I love my fiance very much. But man, that day, like, people were like, they came up to me after. They were like, that was badass. And I was like, <laughs> you were like, gross. I'm God. trying to figure yeah, out how I'm I just can sleep like, with her again. I'm trying to figure out how I'm letting her in the car, like on the way home. She'll, but, she'll like slaughter an animal yeah, was, outside in the backyard. It was, it was actually intense. Shout out to my fiance. She's, she's the best. A savage. Yeah, she yeah. really. Shout she, out to she, Polish she, women. She is Polish, and she's she's a badass. Um, she'll probably watch this. So yeah, that's right. So that's right. Love oh. you, Evie. But she's um. <laughs> Yeah, so she she's an absolute badass. I told you before, she's Polish. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, that day though, really, the first time I met her actually was funny too. This quick story. First time I met her, me and a friend, we went to not the first time I met her, but first time we hung out, um, we went to a beach and everyone's throwing a football around. It's me, my one guy friend, and her. And I go, yeah, go out, go out, like, and I like tell her to go like ten feet away, and 
and she like stands there and I'm like, no, like stay right there. And she's like, are you fucking kidding? She's like, she's like, let me go deep. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I, I love like, this girl. I like, I like, I like throw it to her like super far and she, she catches it. I'm like, wow, nice catch. I'm like, how is she going to get it back to me? She fucking throws that thing on a rope <laughs> and like, I like catch it and I'm like, and I'm like, I think I'm in love with this girl. And then this other guy that we're with, she, he like, she throws it to him. It like bounces off his chest. I'm like, this guy, you can't bring this guy anywhere, but she could stay. Yeah. She was, uh, yeah. Was she sounds cool. amazing. Yeah. She's I'm glad awesome. you're marrying her. So like if you guys awesome. are upstairs at night at three in the morning and you hear a noise, I'm kind of feeling she's she going to kick down. ass. No lie. I swear to God. So a lot of times I fall asleep on the couch downstairs and just watching TV. Whenever I do hear a noise, because we hear a lot, I go, I wake up and I go, Abby. <laughs> and she always jokes about it. She's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I just want to make sure you're there and I'm here. We're, we're good. Are we ready for whoever's coming in? Like, Because we got to be, you know, together. Didn't you have someone come to your door and you grabbed a knife or it was a I false did. alarm? What was yeah, it? I did. That, that was really funny. So, you know, there's been so much crime in LA recently that, and, and I don't have like a gun. I'm just like a Jewish guy. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't have a gun. I'm just a Jewish guy. What does that even mean? You're just some standard Jewish guy with a Jew fro or what? I'm just a Jewish guy. I'm just a Jewish guy. We don't have guns. I mean, we're not Italians like Nick with you know, big fucking ammunition. So, no, so I, I literally, uh, I have thought about it, but. You yeah, know, I just I, I need to learn how to use it and all that. It's a big, yeah, it's, it's a big, ordeal. It's a big it's commitment a big to do. Yeah, you know. So, um, anyway, so oh, so someone knocks on our door, and there's been a lot of crime in our neighborhood lately. So I'm 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 not expecting anybody. So I fucking go into the kitchen, grab like the biggest knife we have, and I'm like, this is Madame like, Yeah, and I'm like looking through the thing, and I don't see anybody. Like it's like blocked. And my fiance is downstairs, and I'm like, Evie, just like hi, just stay over there. Like, I don't know who's at the door, right? Yeah. So I'm like looking, looking. This is before we had like the cameras and saw where you can talk. Evie's back there doing and the crane Evie, with her mood to eye, waiting Evie, for him to watch it. <laughs> Evie's like roundhouse kick him. Karate kid. Yeah, um, open it. No. Jeremy, open. So, open so, the door. So, <laughs> I got this. Wax on, wax <laughs> off. So it's just, uh, so it's just funny. Like, I don't see the person. I don't see it. I don't see it. And I'm just standing there waiting for the person to go away. And finally they go away. Because we, we, we like say hello and no one answers. So I'm just like, this is weird. So finally, the person ends up going away, and it was somebody delivering flowers for Evie. Like they had delivered flowers and left them on the front door. Meanwhile, I'm hiding with like a machete in the kitchen, <laughs> like ready to stab somebody. Thank God, like he didn't like come in. Like, excuse me, sir, here are your flowers, and I'm just like, <laughs> he's got a steak knife in his I'm chest. Like, I'm, as he I'm hands really, you the flowers, I'm really sorry. you're like. Yeah, hey, bro, I, I'm so no, sorry. It's getting bad out there, you know. So I gotta, I gotta protect myself. <laughs> Stay I am. I have uh, thought about. I went with note a friend to self: to the gun Do not range. deliver flowers yeah, after you get married. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. I did go to the gun range. I was really surprised, actually. At, like in the movies, it looks so easy. Like you go there, you just shoot something <laughs> right in front of you. Like I was like missing a target that was like twenty feet away, and I was just like, "Isn't it?" Like I was like holding it, and, like but like the kickback. Like, yeah. You don't realize your aim's like not as good as you think it is. Have because, you shot a gun? Be, because of the gun? recoil. I have shot a gun. I took hunter training in junior high good? school in Canada. Fuck yeah, oh, I'm junior good. Junior high school. Yeah. I was doing hunter training in Canada in oh, junior Canada. high school for a whole year. Shoot, and like, we were shooting like rifles. Elk. Yeah. Well, we had to learn how to shoot, like which animals to shoot. Okay. You got to make sure their antlers are misaligned. And okay. those are the ones you shoot. You don't shoot a, a female, you know. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, like and then I, I've gone to a gun so range before. you know before. how to shoot guns. I know how to shoot. Meanwhile, right. Evie walks up and goes, da, 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 yeah. and there's like a smiley Evie's face on, a, the, on oh, the target. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Evie's got a, she a has whole plenty, gun case. She has plenty of guns. I just don't have any. No, I'm just kidding. She, <laughs> yeah. has she sounds amazing. She, she, does, <laughs> she does her name in cursive. Exactly. <laughs> She's exactly. the female Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She sounds amazing. She's a legend, actually. Can we bring her on the podcast? I want to talk to her. This would have been way better than sorry. you. I'm sorry. It's just me today. <laughs> Tell us more stories about your fiance. What else has she conquered? Does she have like She's a great. gold in like synchronized swimming by herself? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> no, she's just awesome. And yeah, she's a great photographer, actually. She does that. Does really she play well. poker? No, she does not play poker. In fact, she used to hate it. I think she's coming around to it a little bit. Maybe the fact that I've been winning a little more often might have that something to do with her that always coming helps. around a little bit more. But no, she. it's funny. Like, I'll come home. I used to like, you know, like, I used to be way more emotional. I think I've learned to, when I come home now, like, she's like, how do we do? I'm like, ah, we won a little or we lost a little, no matter what the number is. You know, I'm just like trying to keep it even keel. But yeah. So, so Veronica, a couple of different two stories with him about tilting. I'm telling you, it's the most hysterical thing. We're playing one day and this is two different stories and he's got the cards and he looks at me. These are like $200 decks of cards. And he looks at me, he goes, I'm going to fucking crumple it. I go, Jeremy, <laughs> don't fucking crumple it. He goes, I'm going to crumple it. I go, Jeremy, don't crumple those. <laughs> don't crumple you it. You should eat it. Then you won't crumple it. And he goes like it. this, like a little kid. And he goes, <laughs> he pushes it away down. from him and he wants he wanted to take it and I whatever did. and then another time he's standing up and he's like I, he's so tilted and the one the one time like a couple times like he gets up after a hand and he steams and he walks down the ramp and then he mumbles and he goes all the way down into the bathroom so our production we have the best cameras we follow him all the I way love down when the they ramp, follow the players. and we follow, yeah. follow oh, me. So all the way, and he's mumbling and talking. Tilt. If and it was inside, they'd see me <laughs> slap the side of the yeah. like the bathroom, you know, like go crazy. And then the last time he goes, fucking, he goes, and don't follow me because he's <laughs> leaving. And I got don't the mic on. Me, I go, I'm never fucking you playing better again. follow him all the way to the bathroom. I love it. Pretty funny. They do pretty do good, a good stuff. job of. Getting Shout out to River Creek Casino. You know, talking about bending cards. This is in Canada. Watched a guy eat his cards. So at the oh. poker table, he was so mad. So yeah. at least you didn't eat them, right? I thought about it in Baccarat yeah. before. Yeah. The RFID. Here's what, here's yeah. the your stomach yeah. <laughs> registers. Yeah. He's sitting there. You're still registering. There. Yeah, anytime you go to a stream game, you register as yeah. your as premium hand, queen eight, seven. six off suit. <laughs> Literally, the last time I played Baccarat, this last trip, went with a friend and we went, we went down. I got really bad beat like in Baccarat. I took the cards. I've never done this. I crumbled them up and I like threw them onto the table and like the floor was, you know, they weren't the happiest. Whatever. And I steamed up to my room and my friend texts me like five minutes later. He's like, dude, I won 13 hands in a row after you left. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, I would have won so much money. He bets like a hundred a hand. I would have <laughs> <Yeah>. won <clears throat> so much, but I literally just steamed and like walked off. Yeah. So note to self, don't steam in Baccarat either. Yeah. yeah. Or just don't play box. Jeremy was sitting next idea. to me. No, keep playing. You got to win your money back, right? Yeah, true. Red true. Jeremy was sitting next to me one day and we were talking and he, again, he was card dead and he was frustrated. He was stuck. And, you know, he's, he's 
to his credit, is so disciplined with his diet. Like he really literally, like if he had any metabolism, he'd be shredded. No joke. (laughs) This guy is like so disciplined. He boxes, he works out, he's doing everything to like be healthy. And every single meal that he eats because he's, and he's watching me eat pizza, this, and he's like uh, eating salmon and vegetables with double vegetables. That's just what he orders. Once in a while, if he's going crazy, he'll get a side of bacon. And, uh, (laughs) and he's sitting there one day and he goes, I feel like I'm in hell. And I go, why? What's up? He goes, I keep looking at 10, six off. And all I have to look forward to is salmon and double vegetables. And he goes, that's what it'll be like. I'll walk in one day, I get to hell. And he goes, okay, here's your 10-6 off. And over there is your salmon and double vegetables. Exactly. <laughs> that's what hell's going to be like. Steamed vegetables, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, not I'm even watching, fried. I'm watching this guy. I think it even be, used to be worse at live with the bike. He used well, because to have, I could eat at the table. Oh, he could eat at the table. He would have four full meals. Chicken parmesan and <laughs> ice cream and a, a full pizza. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy still looks in half-decent shape. It's unbelievable. Like, I don't understand what I did to lose the <laughs> so genetic funny. lottery. And this motherfucker eats. I'm like, come like, on, Jeremy. Just he, let's he goes, get chili fries. He goes, you want chili fries or something like that? I'm like, unbelievable. Even I remember one time we had like... I don't know why, but there was like a push-up contest going oh, on at one of the right. games. Oh, that's right. And Nick dropped down and did like, how many did you do? Like 60 in a no, row? No, it was like 72. Maybe 70-something in a row for a 70-something-year-old man. It's like really good. <laughs> you know? That's really yeah. fucking good. Gall did 30. Chris mm. did like 12. Ryan won, but Ryan no, had Ryan, his ass like up the whole Ryan time. Ryan was doing like this. They weren't. I don't, they I don't know really if we can qualify on this. Plus, Ryan weighs 110 pounds soaking wet. It's not that hard to push up your weight when you weigh 110 pounds. You so you're, you're telling me you have the metabolism of, of a menopausal woman? I do. This is, we need another hour show for this, I think. If you want to get into my That's metabolism. So, yeah, it's, oh God. It's, we it's, laugh it's, about it's this not, all the time. It's not good. But I used to be very athletic. I used to play a lot of sports. The music business like just killed me. You're so sedentary. I was eating like at the best restaurants all the time. Um, and yeah, I put on a lot of weight between the ages of like 28 and 38. And then over quarantine, I lost 50. Which is now, opposite. Yeah, a lot of people put Gain on weight, weight during yeah. quarantine, yeah. eating banana bread. And a what bunch did you of do to, to lose um, the weight? I started eating a lot cleaner. Mm-hmm. A lot he went of to hell. Fish and vegetables went to hell. Um, <laughs> met Satan. Um, no, I've just uh, been eating clean. Um, you know, eating clean, working out, doing all the things I knew to do before, but just refused to. It was funny. I always had this thing. My friends would be like, oh, you feel so much better when you eat clean. Like you feel better. And I was like, no, I don't believe that. Like, I'm just going to eat what I want. And in my head, if I died like five years earlier and I got to eat chicken Parmesan and pizza and all the things I loved every meal, like cool. That would have been fine with me. What would like if be, if you that. were going to the electric chair, unfortunately, if you happen to have to go, okay. what would be your thought last meal? Definitely, Break it down into first, second course, third course, and even add anything you want. Three courses, <clears throat> okay. Any courses I mean, you want. There's definitely a lot of things. the reality of what would it be the exact meal? Okay. The Caesar salad from Carbone. Okay. Oh Fucking my phenomenal. God. That's so good. Oh, Caesar so salad's good. my good favorite food. But from in Carbone, the world. it's the nuts. Carbone makes Carbone, it so Caesar garlicky, is the too. Nuts, the garlicky, oh, like table side Caesar. I need it. to be table side. They're yeah. going to have to bring someone to the jail to right, make right, it right. like table side. It could right be there. arranged. Yeah. With side. their Parmesan bowl. Yeah. yeah. You're worth it. Um, I love pizza. 
pizza, an amazing like New York pizza. Oh, There's thin crust. Of, thank you. Thank of you. I These guys, the, the deep dish. The deep dish. Ugh. Why? Forget about it. That's hell. Your That's mother, hell. Your mother's ass. Forget about it. Forget about it. I'm not there. I'm going New York pizza right. all day. Thank you. Okay. I like, there's so many places in New York, but there's a place called Ruby Rosa that's amazing. There's a place called Defara um, that's amazing. So probably a pizza from one of there. I love pastas. The spicy rigatoni at Carbone's incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's so many foods. Like, uh, Dude, love, you only get one meal love, because you're going down. Steak. You're going down, bro. Love steak. I'm going down. I don't know. Probably like a pasta or pizza. Yeah. The the Caesar. Yeah. For dessert. You know what I love? Just simple. Like vanilla ice cream, yeah. apple pie, like something like that. Pretty simple. But I love it. We were just in Hawaii um, and we got like this macadamia nut crusted I think you posted thing. it. Thing. Yeah. With vanilla ice cream. It was heaven. It was yeah. the opposite of the Is black and salmon. Is today your last day before you go back to hell? So, unfortunately, <laughs> yes, I think it is. So, what do we have coming for food? We, we have, have some decent stuff. Yeah, right? we have uh, uh, panini grill. Okay, it probably is here. It's probably sitting outside. Okay. We should go is look it, for that's it. That's why I I'm text food because yeah. it's outside. It might, I don't know if someone. I'm gonna, might be I'm outside. Eat pita bread and shit. so if we like, can bring that outside. in, but I don't know if you so can eat that. you can eat. Yeah, no pita bread, uh, beef kubota, yeah, uh, steak kebab, chicken kebab, rice, tzatziki sauce. Last night I had spaghetti and meatballs. I thought you'd be proud. Yeah. And by the way, I do think, I know we've talked a lot about it, my fiance's meatballs, she's told me she won't give me the recipe because like if we ever separated or anything, like she doesn't want me to have it. It's that good. They're good. I, I have and the world's I best meatballs. Try, I, I want to I make the world's best meatballs. I mean, I we're both Polish women. Coming on. I will do it. I, I would have to drive down with my spices because <laughs> I, I will it. kick. Do you make meatballs too? I make the world's best meatballs. You can ask you. any ex boyfriend. The first thing they ask for if I talk to them again is, can Holy you make shit. me meatballs? It's a Polish thing. Though. Yeah, Challenge yeah. accepted. It could be a Polish thing. And Nick will be the taste tester because he's a Well, I'm going to make my meatballs too. Oh, and Nicky makes his meatballs. I'm not just saying this. I make the I make and the best I gravy and meatballs. I don't go by a recipe. It's here. I've tried. I've, I perfected I, it I over can, a couple of years. I can picture Nick making a really good My meatballs fucking meatballs too. are the best in the world, hands down. I'm not good at everything. That's the one thing I'm really good at. Are you mm. a good cook in general? I'm a great cook. Give me like a couple of the ingredients. I'm not going to copy because mine's the best. Smoked but. paprika is a big one. Okay, I'm out. Fresh onion, <laughs> <No>. fresh garlic, <laughs> fresh no. basil, fresh nope. parsley. You don't use any of those? There's no garlic or His basil. There's garlic salt. Garlic yeah. salt. Uh, yeah, no. So very What's fresh. Going on in your meatballs parsley, over there. garlic salt. Got to parsley. Romano three cheese, different types of meat. Eggs. Three different types of meat. Yeah, beef feel. I also cheese, like to make a breadcrumbs. Uh, bread I like crumbs. to make a mushroom gravy with fresh mushrooms to pour over on it because meatballs? I put spices. No, 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 no. no. You got don't don't knock it till you try. But these I, are the I make meatballs. it spicy. You okay. want to know the background to my meatballs? It's sure. a good background. So I grew up in Canada. Okay. Uh, we immigrated to Canada. We lived with a bunch of other immigrants. And I became friends with a Jamaican family. And I started like hanging out. You know, I went to Jamaican hall parties in my 20s. <clears throat> I hang, you know, just like in, I got exposed to a good amount of Jamaican food and the Jamaican jerk chicken, which would be my last meal if I was going to the lecture chair. Mm. Jamaican jerk chicken and fried plantains. Can be arranged. 
Uh, I but, like that. <laughs> but I incorporated into my Polish meatball recipe some Jamaican jerk spices into it, and it's a Polish Jamaican <laughs> jerk. Nick's just shaking his Jamaican head like, fusion. It's so good. I know it sounds crazy, but so good. These are the type so of meatballs good. you go and you walk and you have a toothpick in them and you eat a couple when they come around in the <laughs> no, train. No, no, no. It sounds like the IKEA meatballs. <laughs> men the men have proposed to kidding. me, man. Swedish <laughs> Polish meatballs. Got it. It's, you know it's many, the way to you know men's how many relationships hearts? have ended in Ikea? Do you have any idea? <laughs> I've been there one fucking time. I'll never yeah. go to that place ever again. It's, Plus, it's horrible to go there. Plus, I do much better in life now that I don't have to go to Ikea. Yes, thankfully. You, yeah. you guys, Not that there's anything you wrong can go with online. It, but God, that place yeah. is... That's divorce city right yeah, there. Yeah, right there. These you, two you men. You just break it off right there. They don't, it's over. They don't use online. You could literally go to Ikea online. Well, now Super you can, easy. but this was in the day. This, I'm 40. You're, this was back in the day. Nick's 700. Kid. I know yeah. he is 700. You think, there, you think you could order online? Yeah, Nick, when Nick we, had to run we, to the place. Nick still can't horse, order online. It had to be horse and, and back carriage. back in my day, I had Nick. to chop the tree down and make the, the, make the damn desk. Nick still, for his business, takes your credit card and swipes it like that old way in the fucking 80s. Is that not how you do it? I still, my business business manager is very old school and he comes to me with a piece of paper like this and he's got like all his meetings written down on the paper i'm like you know on your phone there's like a note section or you could okay. have like an email Jeremy. and he just loves the old school. okay here's we're going to talk about it right now okay so these here <clears throat> i made for you i made one for andy that we're going to interview i, I made it. one for our thing we're going to do and i sent these to her i took a picture of it and sent it to her she goes screenshots and picture. she goes i am going to roast you over the handwritten notes uh, so okay? he asked me for my oh, notes hold on i take my my notes digitally. I copy them, paste the text into the text messages, and I send it to him. That's he how sends I would do me it. screenshots of written paper. I'm like, what I'm are you doing? I'm going to a point right now. When you asked Jeremy these questions, where did you look? At your paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, guess what? When I ran my business and I had 150 employees for my training company, now we had a CRM, and I will admit, I could not get into it. I could not get into my own CRM. I admit that. Okay. Could not. Okay? So let's get it straight. But I had at least every wall 70 plus whiteboards all through my company. And I had receivables. I had payables. I had this. I had goals. Whatever. I had all this shit. I had it all. I mean, I'm talking details where every day I go in there and I update them right. and do whatever for the shit. I got roasted by every single person, especially gals like her that were good in spreadsheets and everyone had these spreadsheets and graphs and pies and all this shit. But guess what? When the chips when the chips were down, every yeah. motherfucker in that company went to that whiteboard when the chips were down, they go, Hey, what's so and so? And they'd go to the whiteboard and I go, What are you doing? Oh well I would go go into the CRM. <laughs> go into go into your spreadsheet. Right. Dude, those whiteboards were the nuts, and I still use them today. I have them in the hallway saw. here. You saw, yeah. yeah. I got all that. That's that. Like, it's efficient, and so that's what I'm saying. Like right now, all these questions—they're right here. I used to do a radio show, have a few bullet points, right here. Old so school, what, baby. What was like it like it. when you had to write on cave walls? Was that hard? Well, you know, I was too busy dragging women in by their hair into the cave. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. such a boomer, hey, caveman. Yeah. yeah, you are a caveman. caveman. Yeah, but uh, you know, back in the day when horse and buggy, that was the good old days. I, I mean, I'm down, you know? Hey, I can remember being a kid and there was something called on TV. It was the first look 
Yes, we would okay. know you're too no, young. It's called on TV. You had a, a box on the TV and a button that said on. And it would allow you to watch like some movies. And my friends, we would spend the night at my friend's house and their dad would watch on TV and you could watch porn. And we would go and we would like go through the window and we'd be watching. And then sometimes when it wasn't working or he had it set, you could have it like where it would scramble. But you could catch like a tit. You know what I mean? And you'd be like, you'd be like, you could oh, catch yeah, there it. it is. <laughs> okay. And oh, my, my game, God. like everyone's playing all these games, we played Pong. You know the thing oh, where yeah. the thing goes oh, up I remember and down. Oh, yeah, I like that. That was like the first video that was, game. That was the nuts. Huh? Yeah, and I'll pump. tell you what, those were the days, bro. They those were. are the best. They were the best. Drank out of a hose. You're still in those days. I love those You're, days. You drank out of a hose they today. You're not. You don't even know how to use a phone. I'm gonna drink out of a hose while we eat panini grill. What are you talking about? <laughs> it panini builds grill. character. It does. Anyways, it does. Well. Let's decide together since we're a team. I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. Because we were. She was closing. Great. She closed. The, she was trying to close the show on me the other Not, day, and uh, she's like, "I think that I think we've had enough. We're done." And I said, "No, no, no. Class is in." The Nick Vertucci show. But now we have starring decided. Veronica. Brill. Yeah, starring Veronica Brill. I'm so, the lion. <laughs> Can you see the blonde hair? So we've yes. decided together, since we're a team, we're we're a podcast couple. Uh, like that, that we decide together. So if she ever wants to close the show, she nicely looks over and says, what do you think, Look, Nick? Jeremy, uh, <laughs> your stories were amazing. You've been my, I know we've we've only been on air, what, how many episodes do we have? Very few, but you've been my favorite guest so far. Sorry, Garrett. Uh, I love you too, I Garrett, but Jeremy. To everybody. No, she, Jeremy, she your stories are fire. I honestly, so I've, I interviewed you on Poker After Dark, right? You and you were a little more, you know, quiet, a little more reserved, uh, very reserved. And I was, I was like, oh, I wonder, maybe it'll be thirty minutes today. But man, this was hilarious. I really enjoyed getting to know you. And what's really cool is that we all. I mean, I'm a fan of Hustler Casino Live. We, it's the biggest poker show. But it's so cool that we get to know the players that are on the show. Sure. And this is kind of giving us this. So yeah. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate yeah. you joining Thank us you guys today. Very much. And I it mentioned this fun. the other day too. Uh, there's probably three or four people on the show that I literally are my favorites. You're one of them as a person, a player, everything. I think you're the salt of the earth, and I appreciate you driving way down here to do this. Now, let's okay. go crush some Panini Grill. Sounds All right. good. This Thank you guys is for having the me Nick on. Fertucci Show with Veronica Brill and our guest, Jeremy J. Boogs. And uh, that's a wrap. Envy out. <laughs>